0: so excited you joined us at the radiant podcast today we'll be interviewing caroline foster of fit for his glory thanks so much for tuning in we love having you as a part of our conversation hey caroline hello how are you good i'm so excited you're here for the second episode of the radiant podcast yeah it's gonna be so fun Okay, so let's
1: just jump in. How did we meet? So, I have known Kelsey for a while. We've kind of known each other, you know, just of each other. We grew up in the same hometown, and um, just probably a couple years ago, Kelsey, like two years ago, maybe. Yeah. um, yeah. yeah, I think it was about two years ago. Um, Kelsey was working at the Starbucks by my house, and I frequent the Starbucks a little too often. And so we got to talking one day just about, you know, what are we doing? What direction are we going? Um, and so we decided to get coffee, and it was just so cool to see how things we were working on, projects we were both doing and dreams that God was just cultivating in our heart really aligned. Um and so yeah, we started kind of meeting, I think pretty much weekly, bi weekly from there and just talking about what we were working on and just brainstorming ideas. And it was just really fun to kind of see God like plant that seed in her heart and see how it's seriously evolved so much. <laughs> but um but how, you know, where it is now, where the Radiant
0: magazine is, it's just really cool. So yeah. Yeah, that's a great place to start because we both juggled a day job and still, Mm -hmm. and so we both changed in what we're doing, but, you know, we've both worked day jobs while pursuing our dreams. Can you tell me a little bit about that for you? Yeah, you know, exactly what you do and what it's like to, you know, work by day and hustle by night. Yeah, definitely. Well,
1: you know, so I work full time um, in I am ai work for Red Bull Energy Drink, so I am a film marketing specialist. Basically, what I do is I manage 17 crazy college students that I love dearly. But, um, <laughs> you know, just wrangling college students is kind of a full-time job in itself. It's like babysitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was, it's been one of those things where that job does require so much of me. Uh, thankfully, I do kind of work from home and out in the field. And so that's awesome because while it is a lot, you know, I'm able to... Kind of take that energy into the, the nighttime and um, really early morning for me um, personally. I've kind of found my groove of getting up at five thirty every day and um, having an hour, you know, obviously time with Jesus. And then, you know, a good power hour, as I like to call it, where I just sit down and focus on my business. And so, what I've done personally um, is just organize it to where it's like certain days I do certain things. So, Mondays, I'm, you know, reaching out to a new challenger, talking to, um, you know, my mentor, just, you know, certain things I do certain days. Uh, You know, Tuesdays when my newsletter goes out or a new blog post. Um, So, I have certain things I do certain days because. I don't want to feel overwhelmed all the time. And so for me, just kind of having that organization there is really important. That way, I don't feel like there's constantly things hanging over my head that need to be done. Um, And so, you know, I think for me, when it comes to, okay, well, how do you really do it? It really just comes down to, you know, kind of being obedient, but then also like being disciplined in how I break things down and how I get things done. So, that's kind of been like how I've stayed sane through it all, I guess you'd say.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's a lot. It is. A yeah. lot. So tell everyone exactly what you do with Fit for its glory. Um, yes. Yeah. So your ministry to women and like in this time period, not only have you worked full time, but you also had a startup business with your husband. Tell us about it all.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I guess over the past, me and my husband have been married for three and a half years. Um, about a year into our marriage, um, I we were at dinner one night, and he was just kind of asking me about my dreams uh, and what I would want to do long term. Um, and you know, I was like, I really just want to serve women. I love fitness. And I want to be home with my kids one day. That was just like my three main things. So I'm like, how does this all merge into one? And so God just really started, um, you know, doing things in my heart and my life. Um, he brought other people into my life who were doing similar things um, that I was able to talk to and ask for advice from. And I, like from there is where he kind of planted that seed Um And I would say just, you know, talking with other people, praying through it, Um, obviously. So this morning, actually, (laughs) um, I was reading Proverbs 31, and I think it's verse 15, but it says she stops to consider the land and then she buys it. And I was kind of studying that word consider. And um, it's really about pausing, praying, and allowing God to set the pace. And so that's really what I've tried to allow Him to do um, with my business. And so basically, you know, I I paused, I prayed through it, and I really allowed him to set the pace of what it's going to look like. And, you know, um, I haven't quit my job yet, but, you know, hopefully one day that's in the future. But basically what I do is um, I serve women in health and fitness and help them at the same time, sharpen them to be more like Jesus. And so that's kind of like the main focus of my business. So I have a community of women called the Fit First Glory Sisters, where You know, those women are part of my community. They've invested in programs through me. They've um, invested their time into the group. And so it's really all about creating a community where there's no competition, but we're all pushing each other um, to really look at our bodies as a temple. Um, And so that's, you know, obviously the core of my business and my ministry and what I want to do. And so I try to create lots of free resources for people. But then if they want to go deeper, and they really need more like one on one help, then I try to connect them to the community group, or um, even monthly challenges that I do uh, from time to time, Uh, 30 day challenges where, you know, there's a certain topic, and we dive a little deeper into into that. And so That's really what Fit First Glory is all about. Um, Me and my husband, like Kelsey said, we also during that time started a business called Date Crates and we learned a lot. (laughs) Um, And it was awesome, but God's kind of led us into another season. And so we're currently selling that business. But, but, you know, we've constantly got stuff going right now. We're actually um, starting a little bit of like a consulting business. Um, And so we just launched our... um, first, um, Instagram course. So it's an Instagram e-course, um, literally just launched last night. So, um, it hasn't really gone live to the public yet, but, um, but yeah, so we're constantly working on things and just really looking for opportunities and, you know, where God might be leading us.
0: So very cool. So obviously we'll be linking this in the show notes so they can sign up for any of your, you know, challenge courses. Yeah. For his glory, but also where can they find your consulting information? Your Instagram course? Yeah, we're going to be launching um, a blog, um,
1: kind of it, it, you know, and that's where everything, all of our consulting stuff will be. But it's going to be called Our Life on Purpose. Um, so living like you know, basically living life with purpose, and um, it's really going to be all about um, just chasing your dreams. Um, so we'll talk a lot about a lot of different things there, everything from like finances to um, you know, being good stewards of our time and our callings, um, to things about just being a mom and what does that look like to work and be a mom? Um, cause PS I'm having a baby in like three weeks. So excited. Whenever this launched, you guys will have to go check out fit for his glory on Instagram. Cause there'll be probably tons of baby spam. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. So lots of cool things happen. I think that, you know, really the direction is that, um, at the end of the day, I really want to keep Fit First Glory about faith and fitness and that community of women. Um, and so life, our life on purpose is going to be a place for us to be a little bit more like here's where the things we've learned and the lessons that we've learned and where God's leading us um, inside of business and entrepreneurship and just all those type of things. And it's really a place too for my husband to come alongside me and us to like do it together. Um, it'd be a little creepy if he was on Fit His Glory like, all right, ladies. <laughs> so... <laughs> so it's really a great place for us to like do this thing together. And so, yeah, so that's where you'll be able to find all that. Um, and then of course on fit for his glory, I'll have links to all of fit Um, I'll have links to our life on purpose, our maximizing Instagram course and, you know,
0: lots of other projects that we're working on. So Very cool. So, you know, as you just touched on it, doing stuff with your husband, Brian, and Emmaline on the way, and we'll be here at the time this goes live. Tell us how you juggle family, what it's like to have such a supportive husband, because I know Brian does so much with you. I mean, it's amazing to see such an involved husband, and that's something that's been really meaningful to me as I have launched um, multiple businesses this year. Mm -hmm. Having someone who is supportive is so such a valuable thing so tell us about how you and Brian partner together what's going to change when Emmeline's here what are your plans yeah
1: yeah (laughs) well first of all we're both very kind of just roll with the punches because as much as it's good to have a plan sometimes a plan doesn't go as expected so we both try not not to have too many expectations I guess but I think you know especially for you ladies who might be listening who is like, you have this dream and maybe your husband doesn't get it. Like maybe he's just not a business minded person. Maybe he's not, you know, um, he just doesn't understand it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't see the vision and where it could go. I think like the first thing you really have to do is you have to allow him to see that vision. And so whether that's getting him involved, just get him involved in your business somehow, some way, it can be something as simple, like maybe he's a numbers nerd and he loves like the accounting side of things. And you can be like, hey, can you create this spreadsheet for me to keep things organized? You know, it's just getting him involved and allowing him to see like, hey, this is the direction that he goes. Show him people that have been maybe successful in something similar. Um, allow him to really like dive into that. You know, I know for Brian, that's got what got him really excited is when he like saw like Hey, the potential, he saw people who had done it right. He saw people who had, you know, they did it different ways than I want to do it. Um, but maybe, you know, he saw like the direction that they went. I know for me, there's a lot of people and, and even for you guys, like there's people bloggers and things like that, who put their financials out there. And so like, I know there's one called taste of yum and they put their financials out there. And so I remember when Brian, you know, he found that himself and he was showing me, he's like, look what you could do with your blog. Like, you know, this could really be something that's not just like, Hey, something fun I like to do, but this could be something that's like, Hey, like fuels my ministry at home. And so getting him involved was really key for me uh, of just finding things that he could do, that he could own, that he could love. And it's been so cool because God's honestly like changed his heart on the direction he wants to go, even with his career, um, just through Fit First Glory and what we've both learned along the way, which is really cool. Um, you know, it is hard sometimes to kind of separate like, you know, our time together as husband and wife from our little projects, just because like, we're so passionate about them. (laughs) And, you know, we want to come home from work and we want to talk about them and okay, like this idea and that idea. And so I think like, we have to be really intentional about finding times that are just date nights where we don't talk about that stuff. Um, But, you know, all in all, it's so cool to be like doing this thing together. Because at the end of the day, that's our goal is just to, you know, our goal is that, yeah, like we want to serve women in health and I want to serve women in health and fitness. We want to serve people, help them get their businesses off the ground, help them like see success in that. Um, but like we, we also want to be able to like ultimately ministered our families in a greater way by being able to be home more and be together more and with Emma and things like that. So, you know, I think that it's kind of a win, win in a way, like the vision we see things going. And so for me, it's just, you have to have that, whatever it takes attitude. And you have to have that positive outlook of like, Hey, even if I didn't get everything done today, like God's still good and here's how he's good, you know? And so, um, with Emmeline coming, that's really the attitude that we both have is just like, you know what, we're going to figure it out and God's good and He's going to take care of us. And, you know, things haven't necessarily gone as planned um, with, you know, where we live and what we're doing and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like He's still good and He's going to see it through. And so I think just having that attitude and um, just knowing that you're a team and, you know, you got each other's backs and, it's all gonna work out. So figure it out. <laughs> so Obviously. that's kind of our that's kind of how we approach it.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And man, you guys, it's I remember the day sitting around on a couch and Brian talking about a taste of Young's financials. It's really cool to get your husband involved. <laughs> Let him feel ownership of whatever mm-hmm. segment his is. And and I'll be the first to say my husband is extremely supportive, but he doesn't want to, you know, handle the financials of it. And yeah, he's yeah. Like, this probably, is more words of affirmation. I believe in you. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever way you can get your husband involved, it's really meaningful. If you're married, if you're single, now's the time to grind. You know, you have more time yeah, in your life totally. than you ever will to start. And if you up don't with. have kids. Yeah. So utilize, you know, we all tend to wish our life away and, you know, I can't wait till I get married. I can't wait till I have a baby. I can't wait till I have a Mm -hmm. house. But like there are, you know, nuggets of greatness in every season. When you're single, you have more time to start something than you ever will in your life. When you're married, you have a cheerleader. Um, And so there's always a perk to each season. So yeah. Like, and I will say too,
1: really quickly, Kelsey, what something you said, it really hit me, but like, I think like you can get them involved by just allowing them to see like the potential, you know, I know so many women whose husbands are kind of negative Nancy's about their side hustle and they see it as like, Oh, this is just taking up your time away from me. But I think it's so cool how David has like, he is your biggest cheerleader. And like, he sees the vision, even if he's not working on it, it's like, Obviously, he has his own dreams, you know. But you support each other and um, encourage each other through it, and I think that's just an important part of being like an affirming wife, you know.
0: So, yeah. just I wanted think, to touch on that. I think it's amazing to like. I think we're both in the position where we're the the one pursuing our dreams in our relationship. Um, but at some point, we will probably be in the passenger seat, and they'll be driving, and we'll be their cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important with every changing season, you know, right now, David is supporting me as I launch my endeavors. But at some point, I can't wait to be his cheerleader for whatever he's doing, you know? definitely. Definitely. Um, so what do you look forward to with Emmeline coming and how do you, obviously plans never go as planned, but what do you think it's going to be like being a full-time mom, a full-time employee, a full-time, full-time business owner? I mean, you're going to mm. be a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm just kidding. Um, No, I mean, I'm really excited for her to get here. At this point, I'm just like, I want to meet her. Um, I want the 30 pounds off of my stomach because it's starting to get a little wobbly when I'm walking. Um, (laughs) But no, I'm just excited. I'm excited about the next three months just to have time with her, um, time to honestly work on my business, um, you yeah. know, like time to, cause I'm taking time off obviously from my full-time job. And so, uh, just time to like be and be still. And, um, you know, I think that's the thing is sometimes there's going to be different seasons in your business that you do have to slow down a little bit and you have to just really listen to the Lord, you know? Um, so, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to, kind of take on the challenge in a really weird way. Um, I know it's probably going to be way harder than I can even dream of at this moment. Um, But at the same time, like I have such supportive, amazing, encouraging people around me. Um, So I'm excited to kind of see how that all pans out. So who knows? I can't (laughs) wait to meet her. I know. I can't wait. can't wait to dress her up in little cute bows and clothes. So that'll be fun.
0: She's going to be the cutest. Yeah. So tell me about your success. Obviously, you've built an amazing online presence at Fit for His Glory, which I'm sure you'll be touching on in your Instagram course. Yep. Um, how did you do it? Like, how did you start Fit for His Glory? What would be your words of wisdom for people starting something? Do you have a mentor? Tell yeah, me definitely. Yeah,
1: so I think the first step is to like find people who are like-minded, who have that that drive and that hustle. And they, um, they really, I mean, they really want what the Lord wants in their life. And they're willing to give it like everything they have and more. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there who have dreams and they think, oh, this sounds like a good idea. But the thing is, is that being disobedient um, and not not following that calling and giving something your all, if God has placed that calling on your life and you know that direction He wants you to go, and you've prayed through it, not doing anything in action is actually disobedience. And so, finding people who are going to support you and encourage you to be obedient in that and to give it your all and to like have a whatever it takes attitude, um, you know. I have, and I know I keep talking about the Proverbs 31 woman, but right now I'm actually um, doing a Proverbs 31 study with my pit First Glory sisters. Um, but you know, she had that whatever it takes attitude. She'd get up in the morning when it was still dark if she needed to. She'd be the last one to bed if she still if she needed to. And I really believe that, like, if you're going to be successful in something, especially when you've got a family or you know you've got a full time job, even being a full time like you know, at home working mom, you have to be disciplined and you have to have that whatever it takes. Actually, you've got to figure it out. Um, And for me, you know, the first thing I did is I found a mentor. I found somebody who was like-minded, who had the same goals, who defined success the same way, because let's be real, everyone defines it differently. Like for me, success was first off, you know, my husband was going to be my first priority or my walk with the Lord, obviously my first priority, but my husband was my first priority. Um, and then, you know, then, you know, my business, um, and also, you know, for me serving in my church and all these other things. And so you have to find someone who defines success the same way that you do. Um, and then for me, it was about just starting, like, just pressing play and getting it going. Um, when I first started fit for his glory, (laughs) like the first three months, it was called Caroline Foster fitness because I couldn't think of a name. Um, and I just like, you know what, I'm just going to start it and I'm going to put content out there and like, I'm going to learn as I go. And so I did. And, um, I kept praying through it and praying Lord direct me like, what do you, what, what way do you see this going? What do you see this being called? Um, And he gave it to me, you know, it was a couple months in, but, you know, I changed my name on my Instagram and I still had all this content. And so, you know, I think it's just sometimes just pressing play and just doing it. Like you're gonna, you're gonna mess things up. Nothing's going to be perfect. Sometimes the people who are perfectionists in things like this are the people who actually hold themselves back. Yes. Because you like, nothing's ever going to go perfectly things are going to be weird and mess up and you're going to be like, oh, that was really awkward. But you know what? Like, that's okay because you're learning every step of the way. And the next time it's going to be better. If you are an entrepreneur and your business is in the same place that it was a year ago, you need to reevaluate. If it's in the same place it was six months ago, you need to reevaluate because you shouldn't be like, everything you do every year should be better and better and better. And so, you know, I think that first step obviously so you know obviously finding that mentor someone who has the same definition of success Number two, you know, just pressing play, starting, getting going. Um, And then I would say number three, um, just continuing to learn. I think that personal development and just time to grow is so important. No matter if you are a seasoned entrepreneur and you've seen tons and tons of success, or if you just started this weekend, like you need to find things that you can do to learn. I know Kelsey, like that's one thing I love about Kelsey is every time we talk, she's telling About something, some e course she took, or some (laughs) podcast, or some book she read. You know, she's constantly learning because, like, everything is evolving. Like, businesses are evolving, online, you know, blogs are evolving, things are constantly evolving. And if you're not continuing to learn, you will be behind. And so, you know, I think those things are just super important if you want to be a great leader and if you want to really have a successful business, like those three things are things that you've got to start doing, like not tomorrow, but today.
0: So get it, girl. Yes. And amen. Tell me where you like to learn. Do you listen to any podcasts? Do you recommend any e-courses? Yeah. Um, who I, I, <laughs> I'm like all over the place, to be
1: honest. <laughs> um, I love Sh- I love Shailene Johnson. Um, she's awesome. Um, yeah. She has so many free resources out there. I like her because she's super energetic. And I like energetic people. I like people who are like, girl, you got this. Like, I need a pep talk sometimes. Um, and so I like people like that. I really love her. Um, she's awesome. I love to read books, too. Um, right now, I've read this book a million times, but I'm reading the book, Start With Why, again, because it's just that good. Um, so, you know, and I think too, one thing I will say is when it comes to learning, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. I literally read that book 10 minutes a day. So it's not like crazy amounts of information. Cause I have like four other books I'm reading right now, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's, it's enough to where it gives me a, uh, it gives me a little push. It gives me some nuggets to chew on. Um, I love Michael Hyatt. He's awesome. I read his, his blog. Um, I get all of his newsletters. Um, also, Melissa Griffin, who used to be with the Nectar Collective, um, yeah. or that used to be the name of it. I love her podcast; she's awesome too. So, those are those are probably the main like ones I go to first and foremost. Um, but there's definitely some other amazing people out there and sprinkled in there. How exciting!
0: So, something you touched on is starting without it being perfect, and waiting for it to be perfect actually holds you back. Can you touch on mm-hmm. that a little more and stu- stewarding the small stuff well, because that'll um, God will entrust you with the big stuff at that point.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that sometimes, like we think. Well, if the Lord's leading me in this direction, then A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, it should all line up. That's what we think. Yeah. Um, But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, obviously we want to do it in the Lord's pace and we want to, we don't want to rush something that doesn't feel like He's leading us in that direction. But at the same time, like, nothing's ever going to perfectly line up. Like, it doesn't, you know, it's little things like, okay, well, this blog post that I want to write, like it sounds really good and I know it sounds great, but like, you know, I need to, you know, have five different ways to market it. Well, maybe right now you just need to get it out there and then like you can reuse that content later to, you know, create a podcast from or to create a, you know, YouTube video from or whatever. Um, so I think sometimes like we want to perfect things so much. You know, I tell, I work with a lot of fitness coaches and I mentor them now as well. And so, you no, know, I tell them I'm like with your challenge groups, with your community groups, like things don't have to be perfect. The thing about it is, and I love this quote from Pat Flynn. She says, "You don't have to be an expert; you just have to know more than the people looking for that information." And so, I think sometimes we think like, "Oh, well, before I start talking about." you know, ABC, I need to go get this degree or this certificate or this or that. Sometimes it's just about knowing more than the person that's looking for it. And, um, you know, getting the information out there, um, you'll be surprised at how many people just, they just want to see the real authentic you um, that's genuine and that they can relate to. And they can't relate to perfection. You know, like if you have this perfectly put together Instagram that, you know, obviously you want it to be pretty, but if it's all perfect and there's, you know, no messiness to it or, you know, no realness to it, they might think, well, this girl just has it all together. I can't relate to this. But if they see someone who's genuine and authentic and like doesn't, puts information and things out there and it doesn't always have to be just perfectly put together, um, then they're going to be able to relate to that more because that's more like attainable. Um, so I guess my point there is just more or less like, don't feel like everything has to be like, you know, for me, like perfectly spelled or, you know, like perfectly put or, you know, every comma has to be right in its place. Sometimes you just need to get it out there and you need to share whatever it is that God has on your heart. Or maybe, you know, maybe the marketing plan comes together later, or maybe, you know, you, you, your, your challenge group or whatever it is that you're putting together, your community group or whatever is is better in the long run. But right now you just need to get it out there. And so sometimes I think that's really what holds us back is that we just, we overthink what we're doing to the point where it almost becomes ingenuine.
0: Yeah. Ooh, Preach, girl. So touching (laughs) on authenticity and perfection, do you struggle with that? Have you ever struggled with that as you got started? You know, what you should be, quote-unquote, you know, versus what you really are? Um,
1: Can I be really honest? I really haven't. Um, I mean, I think my husband definitely struggles with that more. Like, when it comes to content we're putting out there, he wants it to be like, 120 million percent which is great for me because I'm more of just like oh you know put this together sounds great okay awesome let's go because I get really excited about things so sometimes I almost like I'm more on the side of like oh like if it sounds good then that must be what I'm supposed to do (laughs) so yeah like I tend to think that like if I'm excited about it then it's like It's just a go, you know, Um, whereas my husband's a little bit more like, well, let's think this through. Let's make it this way. Let's do this. And so it's good because we really balance each other out in that. And I think you need that. Like you need someone like that if you're like me. Um, But, you know, I do work with a lot of people who have had perfection hold them back um, and really chasing that. And so, you know, that's where I really just encourage them to kind of just let loose a little bit. And like, you know, they don't have to be like me and crazy and just want to do everything. But at the same time, like take, you know, exactly what we were talking about earlier, being a good steward of what you have, managing it well, but also knowing that like, it's not always going to be perfect.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I definitely touched or struggled a little bit with perfection in the beginning and everything being just right. And then I realized, wow, my Instagram looks like I have no personality. (laughs) And I kind of pulled back from, you know, only professional photos and, you know, trying to learn how to snap some on the go and and inserting my real life in there because glossy is not relatable, you know, when it's untouchable. Mm -hmm no one can relate to that. I want to, I have real friends and real people in my life, and I don't ever want to give the impression that I'm not real or, you know, that I'm not. So how do you decide when to say yes and when to say no? Because you've obviously got a lot going on. Yeah, you know, I think
1: it's just like for me, I've kind of cut out like coffee dates with people um, unless it's like, just someone that I really haven't seen in a long time or someone that I just really want to get together with. Um, Not to say I don't want to get together with other people, but I guess it's more of like me initiating them. I've tried to to step away from a little bit, Um, just more along the lines of, you know, getting together with people that are kind of in my inner circle, if that makes sense. So kind of trying not to expand and, and create all these new relationships constantly. Not that I don't love that, but those take so much time. And so, Really focusing again on what's in front of me because um, that really opens up so much time for me. Um, so that's one big thing. Um, and then, you know, just really like before I say yes to things, you know, sometimes, like I said earlier, I get really excited and I want to be like, yes, yes, yes. But um, that's also, again, where I a lot of times will call Brian and be like, hey, so I have this opportunity. I have this. What do you think? And he can usually help me talk through it. Um, and usually it's really me coming to the place of like, yeah, I don't need to do that or yes, this or, you know, whatever. But sometimes I just need to talk to somebody about it. Who's going to kind of keep me level headed. Um, so that's helped me a ton.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad you say yes
0: to coffee dates with me when I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love you. So what Mm -hmm. would you say? Would you say it's important to have a mentor? What do you think about community? Your inner circle? Is there a different? Is there a different inner circle for your business than there is for your, you know, day-to-day life? Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have um, a
1: small group of women who we meet on Monday nights. We've been meeting for years now. Um, It's evolved. Like, obviously, some different people have come and gone. But um, that's a group where I can just be Caroline. I can just be—I don't— talk about fitness. I don't talk about the businesses I'm doing. I don't talk about Red Bull. Like it's just a place for, you know, me to do life with them. And, um, they encourage me and they know about all that stuff, but, um, it's not like I'm defined by it. Um, and so that's really a place for me to like, just be raw about where where I am with my walk with the Lord or something I'm struggling with. Um, I think that's really important just because, you know, a lot of times, um, it's easy if you just have friends who you talk to about, your business or, you know, whatever, it's easy to fall into the trap of like getting so focused on that, that you're not really saying, okay, but let's talk about you and like, what's going on with you and, um, what's God doing in your heart or what are you struggling with or whatever, because you're so focused on all those things that are exciting and fun, but sometimes you kind of can lose focus, of what it's really all about. And so having those people just kind of keep you level. So I've got a small group. Um, and then obviously my family and and my husband, like they were, you know, all really close. And with my family, we don't really talk about my businesses or anything like that. And so that's good because that's a place where I can just be really real. And then, you know, I do, I have a business mentor who I talk to about a lot of different things. Um, and then I have also what's called a six, what I call a success partner. Um, so it's just a friend who is doing the same type of business as me. She's pursuing a faith and fitness business. And um, we talk once a week. And we just talk about what are you working on this week? What are your goals this week? Um, we maybe talk for like 30 minutes just to kind of set the tone for the week. And that really helps me because with my mentor, I only talk to her maybe once a month or once every few weeks because um, she doesn't live here. But... With my success partner, it's like, we're in it together. We're in the grind together. We're pursuing the same type of business. So it's a little easier because we can really like, she might have cool ideas and I might have an idea and we can kind of groove it together. Um, And so that helps me a ton as well. And then also like, I have a team. So having my team of coaches um, that I can really like, you know, mentor and come beside. And like, the thing is with, with my business in particular is I'm not their boss, I'm just like helping them. I'm their mentor, I guess you'd say. And so the cool thing is just like, it's all about community. It's not about competition. It's all about like, Hey, you can reach people that I can't reach. Yeah. We're all trying to do this faith and fitness thing together. Um, but at the same time, like the people are going to be attracted to you are going to be people that are like completely different from the people are attracted to me. And so we've all got our niche and we've all got a group of people that we can reach. And so, um, that's really where that, you know, community over competition comes into play. And like, how can we build each other up and encourage each each other and support each other, um, even though we might be pursuing similar callings, you know? So those are definitely like having all those things in place is so important. Um, If you're going to keep growing, if you're going to keep pushing yourself, if you're going to keep kind of yourself in check, um, you know, where, you're not constantly just pursuing, um, you know, necessarily this business or side hustle all the time. Like, yes, that's important. And you want to give it your all, but you also want to be checking your heart and your, in your direction as well. And so that's why it's important to also have all those other people in your life.
0: Yeah. I want to touch on your success partner specifically because yeah, use the phrase, Community over competition. And I think that also touches on like a mindset of abundance versus a mindset of lack. Like there is enough success for both of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Y'all are on the same level technically. So what does that look like to not treat her as a competitor? Like, hey, we both are in the faith and fitness community. We have potentially the same type of women who want to be coached by us. What does that look like? Because that's a that's a real thing that people struggle with. And I think our listeners would love to hear about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that have to go into place as you look for a success partner. Like it's not something where it's just like, hey, you're in faith and fitness. Let's be friends. You know, you've got to obviously connect to that person. Um, I actually had two other success club partners or club, I say success club, success partners um, before this. Um, and I talked to him like twice and I was like, Oh, this is just not going to work. I didn't tell them that. I just kind of like slowly faded away. Um, (laughs) but I think sometimes it's going to take that. It's going to take a, like, you know, Hey, let's go on a few dates and see how this thing works out before we start holding hands, you know? Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) so, you know, I think that that's kind of what happened. My success partner, um, we, just like you said, like I started to notice that we were on the same level in the business. I started to notice like she was having some, some success. I started noticing like what she was putting out there, the content she was putting out there, the things she enjoyed. I noticed that her and her husband love to go hiking and they love to do things outdoors. And so I just started noticing that like things that we enjoyed in life, um, were really pretty aligned. Um, and I just kind of reached out to her and I was like, Hey, like, you know, I don't know if you have a success partner, but I would love to like, you know, talk about what that might look like. And, um, she was all for it. And the more, like every time we talked, I literally like, it would be hard to get off the phone with her because we just be like, so caught up in like, Oh my goodness, that's such a great idea. And I love that. And you're doing that with your challengers and your community group. And, um, you know, excuse me. And so really, it was one of those things that like the moment we started talking, I just knew it was right. And, um, we've put some, some things in place to keep us organized on our calls now. Like we'll spend like five or 10 minutes just catching up on life. Um, but then, you know, cause otherwise we'll literally just end up talking about life and we won't end up talking about anything to do with our businesses. Um, because we just like love each other that much. Um, but now it's like, you know, we have a Google spreadsheet that we share with each other, Every week we write down our goals for the week on there and we write down like, you know, 10 people we plan to talk to that week. Um, you know, and, and just other little things we're working on. When is our next, you know, uh, live video that we're doing? When is our next web webcast? When is our next blog going out? Um, and it's cool because then when we jump on the, the call, we can say, okay, five, 10 minutes catch up. And then we go through that spreadsheet together. Like, okay. Susie, you tell me about what you're working on this week. And she'll walk me through everything. Um, And we can kind of brainstorm. Oh, cool. That's awesome. That blog post. Okay. Well, what are you doing to market it or uh, that kind of thing? And so it really just helps us have some organization in our call, but also like encourage each other, brainstorm together and that kind of thing. And, you know, I think, you know, what I said earlier, but like finding someone who has the same vision for what it looks like as you, Um, you know, you touched on, you know, how it is hard to have like that community over competition. But like when you find the right person, that person will align with like your same thoughts and how direction you see it going. And I think you just have to remember that at the end of the day, like her success and her being successful in this business is not like it's not going to impact you because she has a completely different group of people that she's ministering to, that she's reaching, you know, for me and her particular, we're in different seasons of our lives. Like she hasn't been very, married very, very long. She's a little bit younger than me right out of college. Whereas I'm more like moving into the season of being a mom. Um, and so knowing that like the people we're going to reach are going to be a little different. Um, but I think like the Lord blesses you when you're, when you're cheering each other on and you're pushing each other and, you're encouraging each other because um, that's what the the family of God looks
0: like, you know? Yeah, and it sounds like the reward of investing in one another and building community and cheering each other on is so much greater than the potential of losing one client to her instead of you. You Exactly, totally. You know, at the end of the day, if that ever did happen, it's still worth it to invest in one another.
1: Yeah, and you know, and I always think like, Okay. So that person decided to work with her. That's cool. Like they got an awesome coach. Like there's other people out there, there's other, you know, fish in the sea. (laughs) So it's like, if they chose to work with her, then that's fine. They probably wouldn't have wanted to work with, liked working with me, or maybe, you know, we wouldn't have grooved anyway. So that's kind of how I see it. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, there's other people out there. It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. Because I think, you know, it's, Being an entrepreneur and a faith-based entrepreneur, it's really important to get to that place with God of like, Mm -hmm. okay, like I really am trusting you with my income. Like I'm trusting you with exactly who I'm supposed to be leading. I'm trusting you with exactly um, what I'm supposed to be stewarding. And sometimes it means I don't get the job, but I'm trusting that you're going to provide. Exactly. Yes, 100%. That is so cool. So what are your tips for success for other people launching their vision? Um, Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. um,
1: I think that you just have to um, stay consistent, stay disciplined, um, show up every day. Don't just think that you can put your business on hold for two weeks and show back up and think everything's going to be back where it was. Um, You've got to be consistent. (laughs) you know, for people to think that you're credible and for people to like really get behind your product or whatever it is that you're doing or launching or, you know, whatever, like you have to be consistent and disciplined in that because otherwise people are just going to be like, well, maybe like she's just doing this because she like wants to make money off me. Um, or maybe she's just doing this because like it was a, it was a calling or something she wanted to do, but now she's throwing in the towel. Like they have to see you really like grinding it out. And sometimes people will sit back for a year and watch you before they jump in or before they want to work with you. Um, I've had that happen plenty of times because they just kind of want to see if you're the real deal. Um, There's a lot of people out there that are trying to do businesses these days. There's a lot of people who are trying to do, you know, e-courses and blogs and fitness businesses and, um, you know, all of these things. But they want to see that you're the real deal. They want to see that... You're in it to win it, that you're going to be consistent. You're not just here today and gone tomorrow, um, that you're going to be disciplined and obedient to the calling that God's placed on your life. And so I think that, like, you know, if you're somebody who hasn't started your business yet and you're thinking about it, like, that's really where, again, like I said earlier, you've got to pause and you've got to pray and you've got to allow the Lord to set the pace because, like, (laughs) there's so many things that are good ideas right? Like there's so many things that we all could get excited about. And, you know, there's so many things I'm like, Oh, that'd be great. Let me do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Like, is that where God wants me to go? Is that, does that make sense for my brand? Does that make sense for me to, like, if I'm really putting my husband first, does, is that in line with my priorities? And I think that a lot of times that's where we go wrong is we don't pause. And so if you're somebody who's having a hard time being consistent with your business, like maybe you need to step back. Maybe you need to pause. You need to pray through it and you need to make sure this is really the direction God's wanting you to go before you keep just like trying to do something that's maybe an inroad because maybe God has another calling for you in your life. And, you know, unless you walk away from this current calling or this current thing that you're kind of halfway pursuing, then you can't really fully pursue His calling. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes He needs us to get out of the way, you know, like move and um, let him do his thing. But I think sometimes we just get so caught up in the excitement of the different things that we could do and the different ways that we could go. And so pausing, praying. And then, like I said, like allowing him to set the pace, like there's so many women who have been successful in the businesses that business that I'm in, and they've seen success in a year, you know, they're already like at the top of the top, killing it. And I'm over here like three years in, what's up? You know, (laughs) still haven't quit my full-time job, but that's okay. You know, like, you know, I'm not making enough to do that yet, but that's okay. Because God's pace for my life is going to be different than it is for theirs. And we're all, we're all in a different, we're all running a different race. We're all running the same race in some ways, but different race in terms of God's giving all of us a specific race to run. And, um, at the end of the day, like we can't microwave, the results. Like, you know, we live in this, in this, um, just consumer driven culture. That's like, Hey, I need instantaneous. I want to microwave the results of my fitness. I want to microwave the results of my business. I want to microwave the results of my marriage. I want to microwave the results of, you know, whatever it is in your life. Um, but the thing is, is like, you can't do that if you're doing it God's way and doing it in his pace. And so, you just got to be consistent. You got to show up and you got to let him do the rest. Like you got to allow him to lead you obviously working hard, but um, just knowing that like his, his plans um, for your life are going to be different than other people's. And ultimately like he doesn't need you. <laughs> you get yeah. to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And you get the blessing of, of being a part of it. And so you, you just got to be obedient in that. So yeah, what a
0: privilege to partner with God. Seriously. Exactly. And I love what my mentor has told me. You know, some people will take the elevator to success and some people Mm -hmm. will take the stairs. But oftentimes, the people who take the elevator often have to come back down and climb the stairs and fill in those character development steps. Because, you know, I think I'd just rather take the stairs in the first place and get up a little slower. Yep, exactly. I just think that's so important. And there's so many lessons to be learned, you know. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Well, we're getting towards the end of our episode. And before we go, I want you to tell us a few of your favorite things right now.
1: Of my favorite things? Yeah. What are you reading?
0: What are you loving? What are you watching?
1: Um I am reading well, I, <laughs> I told you guys earlier I'm reading like three books right now. Um but um I am reading one of the books I'm reading is Sean and Acquist, uh, Present Over Perfect which I love because three
0: days oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Um I would have already had it read if I wasn't trying to read like a million other books. Um all these mommy things I'm trying to prepare for. Um mm-hmm. and then also I'm doing um Lisa Turker's Uninvited study. So there's actually a Bible study version of it. Um, and that has been really, really good, especially for ladies who might struggle with rejection or um, any of those type of things they struggle with in the past um, and how it can hold us back. Um, so I'm loving that. Um, other things that I'm loving. I am personally just like loving this fall weather. I'm loving the chilly mornings. Me and my husband went for a walk this morning before he had to go to work. And it was awesome. So I'm loving like all things pumpkin and fall. (laughs) Um, And it's a little plug here, but I have a little fall um, ebook, like recipe ebook on my website for free if anybody wants it. But it's got like 15 of my favorite fall recipes in it. Um, and so I've been loving those. I made banana nut bread last night and I've been eating a little too much of that today. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, what else? I don't know. Like, Hey, those, those fall, things really fall. Nice I've been told time and time again, I need to get Lisa Turkhurst uninvited because I hear it's amazing. Everyone's talking yes. right now.
1: It's so, so good. I love it. Um, but I feel like everything else that I'm loving right now is like baby stuff. Cause that's like, all I've been doing is like, Oh, look reading mommy blogs about the best strollers and car seats. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. my life. And one last thing, you know, I think it's important for our listeners to know that everyone starts somewhere. What was your Mm -hmm. first job? You know, whether it was when you were 16 or your first job out of college, you know, I'll be the first to say that I got a classic liberal arts degree from college and, you know, spent a year that I call my post-college finding myself year at Starbucks. And so it took me a while to kind of figure out what was next for me and it's, you know, we are conditioned to believe we graduate college and have a, you know, six-figure income, but that's just not reality a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, remind everyone that everyone starts somewhere. Tell us where you started. Yeah. So
1: I started working when I was like 13 out at my dad's nursery. Um, He owns a landscaping business here in town. And so they used to have a, a nursery. And so I like loaded plants on people's cars, uh, loaded mulch in people's cars. which just kind of scary using a bulldozer when you're 15, 14. <laughs> bulldozer. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so I'm sure people were scared that I was going to take their back window out. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, like I started working out there on Saturdays and watering plants and just talking to people and, um, that really for me was like sparked something with seeing my parents do that and own their own business. Um, But then, you know, I babysat a lot. Um, I just, I liked to make money. (laughs) So I liked, you know, when I was like 14, this lady used to come pick me up and bring me to her house and I would watch her kids once a week, like all day for her to go do a bunch of stuff um, in the summers. And so I did that, you know, and so Yeah, exactly what you said. Um, With my current job with Red Bull, I actually started out um, in college. I was on their sampling team. And so I did that for two years. And then when the full-time job opened up, my boss had taken a promotion. And so I got her job. So I've currently been in this role now for five years. So I've been with Red Bull for a total of seven years. Um, And so you know, one thing that I will say about that and the lessons I learned there is that when I was on the sampling team and I was in college, The reason I got the full-time job is because I took it very seriously and I went over and above, you know, in everything that I did. And I looked for opportunities that I could grow beyond my current role. And that's what allowed me to get the job that I have now. And I've been really, really blessed with that. Um, And, you know, as much as I want to be doing my own thing, it's just because... I want to do my own thing. It's not because of you know I don't have an amazing job because I really do and I love my job. It's just I want to be my own boss sometimes. Um, but you know I think that um, when I when I look back and kind of what you were saying, Kelsey, like you know those two years, yeah, they were super fun. But at the same time, like what got me to this point and allowed me to do that and really gave me so many tools that I could take into my own business is just um, learning that grind, learning to roll with the punches, learning to like just. Kind of like say no and say yes to the right things. So
0: yeah, because you know, I I you know had just graduated college. I had two degrees, and I was working at Starbucks. But you know, working at Starbucks for that year, um, I was off at eleven every day, so I had more time for my um, my blog, which is where I started before the magazine than I would ever have um, at a nine to five. And so while it definitely didn't make the most money in the world and some days I felt so discouraged, it was so worth it to work there that year for what I got to invest time wise into my dreams. So I just think mm-hmm. everyone listening that we all start somewhere and we are so excited to encourage you and champion you and your dreams and your visions because it really is worth it.
1: Absolutely.
0: So Caroline, thank you for joining us at the Radiant Yes. Podcast. Where can we find you?
1: Yeah, so you guys can find me at fitforsglory.co, C-O, or on Instagram at Um, Those are probably the two best places to start. Um, from there, everything else is kind of linked. Um, but I also do post um, on at Mrs. Caroline Foster as well.
0: So those, those places are where you can find me very fun thank you for joining us today friend time is the best time and i'm yes a to the men we will chat soon we love you all the love from radiant
1: yes i love you girls thank you
0: so much Guys, isn't Caroline awesome? I'm so excited you guys got to join our conversation here at the Radiant Podcast. You can tune back in each and every week with another inspirational guest. As always, you can find us at radiantmagazine.org or on Instagram, Radiant Magazine. We love to keep up with our friends via social media and see what's going on in your life. If you loved the song from this podcast, you can find it on iTunes by Kayla, one of our very own columnists. She's just incredible. And you spell her name C-A-L-A-H. It was also produced by Christian Sager. Thanks again for joining us. We can't wait to have you back next week.
1: Your crew has worked hard this year, so why not get them a gift to show your appreciation? Shop Lowe's for a DeWalt Power Detect two-tool combo kit for three forty-nine. dollars Mechanics wear Durahide impact gloves at only $29.98, or how about a Matabo HPT the tank compressor for $199? Shop Lowe's in store or at Lowe'sForPros.com. And while you're at it, pick up a little something for yourself too. Lowe's, the new home for pros. While supplies last,
0: US only. The final countdown has begun. Whatever you do, don't miss the end-of-year clearance this weekend at Lavin's. Save up to 60% on close-out special buys and doorbusters. Plus, get an extra 15% off all sale merchandise and take up to 60 months to pay. Save $308 on our Wilmington Sofa chase Now $891 with extra discounts. Plus, get the 100th Anniversary Hybrid Mattress. Now only $398. The final countdown, now at
1: Lavin Furniture and Mattress.